everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we are looking at Hosea chapter 8 to 14. Uh, Yesterday, we started Hosea. Today, we are finishing it. So we're doing this in two days. Um, We are kind of going through this book pretty rapidly. Uh, If you remember that Hosea was actually directed to marry a prostitute uh, as a living example of what it was like to be um, Israel cheating on God, uh, whoring after other gods. And so Hosea was going to be faithful to Gomer, even though Gomer continued to go after other gods. Um, So Hosea is kind of equal parts like real world example that he's living out, um, but also actual prophecy that is being spoken out. It feels like today there's a little bit more spoken out prophecy than there is like lived out example. Uh, So as we read over chapters 8 to 14, uh, what are you picking up, Jenny? Well, it's definitely a continuation of judgment on Israel from the chapters you were reading before. So chapter eight, chapter nine, chapter 10, it's all talking about how God is going to like unleash his, his judgment on Israel. What something that I picked up on also throughout this chat or throughout this reading, I suppose was in chapter 11. Uh, it hit me as like a mother of many children. Um, that <laughs> <laughs> we have four kids. So it was interesting as we like think of being parents, we have an eight-year-old. He's our oldest. He's yeah. like definitely in a totally different stage than even our youngest. And we have two in between. Our youngest is uh, almost 10 months old. Uh, but it's interesting. There's this like little tiny snippet in chapter 11 of God just talking kind of about like it, he's referring to the the love that he has for Israel. And it like goes from the very beginning of when Israel was a child, I loved him so much. But he like as they continued to grow older, like they were called away or like they were kind of like swept away by their own desires after other gods and idols. Um, but then I, I specifically saw, um, like I lend them the cords of kindness. Um, I became the one to them who eases the yoke on their jaw. Like, so in their brokenness and their weakness, the Lord is the one who came to like ease that from them, but they still continue to chase after other things. I specifically circled verses seven and eight because I think it just like really hit home to me, but um, it said, my people are bent on turning away from me. And though they call out to the most high, he shall not rise up or excuse me, shall not raise them up at all. Then verse eight says, how can I give you up? Oh, Ephraim, like speaking out to this one tribe, like, how can I give you up? How can I hand you over? How can I make you like these other people? How can I treat you like that? Um, But I think he's just like, like a parent. I love you so much, but sometimes I have to let you fail because you're, you're deciding to disobey. You're deciding to run away. Um, So that was especially um, encouraging because even though they went through all that terrible stuff and decided and chose to do all those terrible things, God still says, like, how do, like, I can't just give you up to them. Like, I will always extend mercy. Um, but you also need to feel the depths of your decisions. I thought this was interesting, too, because uh, like we read in the beginning part of Hosea, Hosea is raising three kids, at least three kids, by Gomer. So this is where kind of like the the lived out, you know, visual example meets the prophecy. 
Hosea is raising three children mm-hmm. at, at the same time where he's talking about God choosing Israel out as a little child, delivering that little child from Egypt and trying to bring that child up. Um, this is this is not the only time that God talks about his people as children. Uh, later on, we're going to hear that he disciplines us as a father disciplines sons. He cares for us as a good father gives good gifts. Um, so this this idea that we are God's children is not only present in Hosea, but it's particularly powerful here because God is saying like, hey, I, I pulled you out. I raised you and now you've turned your back on me. Mm-hmm. Like I am going to discipline you. Um, and, and probably the, the other thing that really sticks out to me in these prophetic books that we've been reading is that God is gracious even when he's speaking of his judgment, which is sort of bizarre. Mm-hmm. So God says things like, hey, you're going to be carried off. Um, you're going to be utterly destroyed. Please turn back to me. I will have mercy. Please come to me. I am long suffering. It's it's really odd. Um, but it is like if, if you're a parent, my guess is you kind of catch that vision. Like literally today, I was talking to my oldest son about like, listen, uh, I love you. I care about you. So I let you experience difficult things because of the poor decisions you make. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it. When you experience things that are hurtful or sad, I don't like it when you're crying. Um, But if you make poor decisions after I (laughs) looked out for you and cared for you and gave you good direction, uh, you have to experience the fruit Mm -hmm. of those poor decisions. And oftentimes those are fruitful conversations. So it it is interesting to me how um, God is very often comparing himself to a loving father and I think that that gives me a good example to be like a loving father. And one of the things a loving father does not do is shield his children from the fruit of mm-hmm. their poor decisions. Well, it like instantly makes me think of the prodigal son too. Like yeah. Like connections there that get brought up later by Jesus um, and the example of the prodigal son who like the dad's just like, well, like if this is what you want, go for it. But yep, I'm always here. And comes back after all of the terrible decisions and the father extends grace and mercy that is not deserved. Yeah. Just like this. It's pretty wild. Uh, I would say another extra credit thing to notice is that Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 is quoting Hosea. So Hosea 13, 14 says, I shall ransom from the power of Sheol. I shall redeem from death. Oh, death, where is where are your plagues? <laughs> you almost oh, said it. Yeah, I did. Oh, Sheol, where is your sting? Compassion is hidden from my eyes. So Paul is going to play on these themes. And when he's talking about the resurrection of Jesus, he's he basically says, saying, oh, death, where is your sting? It's the, the entire verse is 1 Corinthians 15, 54 and 55, I guess. Uh, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? So kind of a cool connection there. We read over that. I was like, oh, ding, ding, yeah. ding. It, it is interesting. Like, I think, Jenny, like you were reading through the Bible for the very first time, uh-huh. really. Uh, it is interesting how many of those New Testament authors mm-hmm. had Old Testament concepts in their mind when they wrote the scriptures that they wrote. Well, oftentimes, I when I was younger, I, I was a Bible quizzer. I oh, studied boy. sections of the Bible at Super my church. Nerdy. It was very nerdy. But it's so cool, though, because we would typically... Actually, always, we were studying books in the New Testament. So a lot of the times when we're reading through this and I hear those things, it's like, what? Mm -hmm. I remember that. So cheesy little. 
that that can be used as a way that we know that what is in the canon, mm-hmm. what is in the Bible is accurate and all of it is important because it is clear that when Paul was writing of the resurrection of Jesus, he was aware of the book of Hosea and quoting the book of Hosea to apply to the resurrection of Jesus. Like past, present, future. Yeah, situations. exactly. So exactly. Cool. So it's all valuable. You cannot divorce the two from each other. We need the Old Testament to understand the New Testament. We use the New Testament to help to understand the Old Testament. You can't have one without the other. So um, as far as your part is concerned, I have enjoyed this short little book of Hosea. Um, I think it is really important to understand, and these sometimes are presented as opposing thoughts, it is really important to understand the judgment of God against sinners, but the mercy that he has towards sinners. So does that mean that you are free from judgment? No, it does not. But it does mean that God loves to see us repent and would much rather have us repent than to be judged. However, He does not relent from judgment when the time has come. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so it is just a reminder of me to live in relationship with God, uh, to repent of the sins that I'm aware of um, and be like in relationship with him because he is so patient and long suffering with me. I need that. My guess is you need that as well. (laughs) Uh, So we'll be back again tomorrow. Tomorrow we are going to read some more in Isaiah. So we'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing, uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Hosea chapter eight, set the trumpet to your lips. One like a vulture is over the house of the Lord, because they have transgressed my covenant and rebelled against my law. To me they cry, My God, we, Israel, know you. Israel has spurned the good. The enemy shall pursue him. They made kings, but not through me. They set up princes, but I knew it not. With their silver and gold they made idols for their own destruction. I have spurned your calf, O Samaria. My anger burns against them. How long will they be incapable of innocence? For it is from Israel a craftsman made it. It is not God. The calf of Samaria shall be broken to pieces. For they sow the wind, and they shall reap the whirlwind. The standing grain has no heads. It shall yield no flower. If it were to yield, strangers would devour it. Israel is swallowed up. Already they are among the nations as a useless vessel. For they have gone up to Assyria, a wild donkey wandering alone. Ephraim has hired lovers. Though the higher allies among the nations, I will soon gather them up. And the king and princes shall soon writhe because of the tribute. Because Ephraim has multiplied altars for sinning, they have become to him altars for sinning. Were I to write for him my laws by the ten thousands, they would be regarded as a strange thing. As for my sacrificial offerings, they sacrifice meat and eat it, but the Lord does not accept them. Now he will remember their iniquity and punish their sins. They shall return to Egypt. For Israel has forgotten his maker and built palaces. And Judah has multiplied fortified cities, so I will send fire upon his cities, and it shall devour her strongholds. Chapter 9 Rejoice not, O Israel. Exalt not the peoples. For they have played the whore, forsaking your God. You have loved a prostitute's wages and all threshing floors. 
threshing floor and wine vat shall not feed them, and the new wine shall fail them. They shall not remain in the land of the Lord, but Ephraim shall return to Egypt, and they shall eat unclean food in Assyria. They shall not pour drink offerings of wine to the Lord, and their sacrifices shall not please him. It shall be like mourners' bread to them. All who eat of it will be defiled. For their bread shall be for their hunger only. It shall not come to the house of the Lord. What will you do on the day of the appointed festival, and on the day of the feast of the Lord? For behold, they are going away from destruction. But Egypt shall gather them. Memphis shall bury them. Nettles shall possess their precious things of silver. Thorns shall be in their tents. The days of punishment have come. The days of recompense have come. Israel shall know it. The prophet is a fool. The man of the spirit is mad. Because of your great iniquity and great hatred. The prophet is the watchman of Ephraim with my God. Yet a fouler snare is on all his ways. And hatred is in the house of his God. They have deeply corrupted themselves as in the days of Gibeah. He will remember their iniquity. He will punish their sins. Like grapes in the wilderness I found Israel. Like the first fruit on the fig tree in its first season, I saw your fathers. But they came to Baal Peor, and consecrated themselves to the thing of shame, and became detestable like the thing they loved. Ephraim's glory will fly away like a bird. No birth, no pregnancy, no conception. Even if they bring up children, I will bereave them till none is left. Woe to them when I depart from them. Ephraim, as I have seen, was like a young palm planted in a meadow, but Ephraim must lead his children out to slaughter. Give them, O Lord, what will you give? Give them a miscarrying womb and dry breasts. Every evil of theirs is in Gilgal. There I began to hate them. Because of the wickedness of their deeds, I will drive them out of my house. I will love them no more. All their princes are rebels. Ephraim is stricken. Their root is dried up. They shall bear no fruit. Even though they give birth, I will put their beloved children to death. My God will reject them because they have not listened to him. They shall be wanderers among the nations. Chapter 10 Israel is a luxuriant vine that yields its fruit. The more his fruit increased, the more his altars he built. As his country improved, he improved his pillars. Their heart is false. Now they must bear their guilt. The Lord will break down their altars and destroy their pillars. For now they will say, We have no king, for we do not fear the Lord. And a king, what could he do for us? They utter mere words. With empty oaths they make covenants, so judgments spring up like poisonous weeds in the furrows of the field. The inhabitants of Samaria tremble for the calf of Beth-Avon. Its people mourn for it, and so do its idolatrous priests, those who rejoiced over it and over its glory, for it is departed from them. The thing itself shall be carried to Assyria as a tribute to the great king. Ephraim shall be put to shame, and Israel shall be ashamed of his idol. Samaria's king shall perish like a twig on the face of the waters. The high places of Avon, the sin of Israel, shall be destroyed. The thorn and the thistle shall grow up on their altars, and they shall say to the mountains, Cover us, and to the hills, Fall on us. From the days of Gibeah you have sinned, O Israel. There they have continued. Shall not the war against the unjust overtake them in Gibeah? When I please, I will discipline them, and the nations shall be gathered against them when they are bound up for their double iniquity. Ephraim was a trained calf that loved to thresh, and I spared her fair neck. But I will put Ephraim to the yoke. Judah must plow. Jacob must harrow him for himself. 
Sow for yourselves righteousness, reap steadfast love, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord, that he may come and rain righteousness upon you. You have plowed iniquity, you have reaped injustice, you have eaten the fruit of lies. Because you have trusted in your own way and in the multitude of your warriors, therefore the tumult of war arise among your people, and your fortress shall be destroyed, as Shalom destroyed Beth Arbal on the day of battle. Mothers were dashed to pieces with their children. Thus it shall be done to you, O Bethel, because of your great evil. At dawn the king of Israel shall be cut off utterly. Chapter 11 When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. The more they were called, the more they went away. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and burning offerings to idols. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up by their arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I led them with cords of kindness, with the bands of love, and I became to them as one who eases the yoke on their jaws, and I bent down to them and fed them. They shall not return to the land of Egypt, but Assyria shall be their king, because they have refused to return to me. The sword shall rage against their cities, consume the bars of their gates, and devour them because of their own counsels. My people are bent on turning away from me, and though they call out to the Most High, he shall not raise them up at all. How can I give you up, O Ephraim? How can I hand you over, O Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zeboim? My heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. I will not execute my burning anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim, for I am a God and not a man, the Holy One in your midst, and I will not come in wrath. They shall go after the Lord. He will roar like a lion. When he roars, his children shall come trembling from the west. They shall come trembling like birds from Egypt and like doves from the land of Assyria. And I will return them to their homes, declares the Lord. Ephraim have surrounded me with lies and the house of Israel with deceit. But Judah still walks with God and is faithful to the Holy One. Chapter 12. Ephraim feeds on the wind and pursues the east wind all day long. They multiply falsehood and violence. They make a covenant with Assyria and oil is carried to Egypt. The Lord has an indictment against Judah and will punish Jacob according to his ways. He will repay him according to his deeds. In the womb he took his brother by the heel, and in his manhood he strove with God. He strove with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought his favor. He met God at Bethel, and there God spoke with us. The Lord, the God of hosts, the Lord who is memorial name. So you, by the help of your God, return. Hold fast to love and justice, and wait continually for your God. A merchant in whose hands are false balances, he loves to oppress. Ephraim has said, Ah, but I am rich. I have found wealth for myself. In all my labors they cannot find in me iniquity or sin. I am the Lord your God. From the land of Egypt I will again make you dwell in tents, as in the days of the appointed feast. I spoke to the prophets. It was I who multiplied visions, and through the prophets gave parables. If there is iniquity in Gilead, they shall surely come to nothing. In Gilgal they shall sacrifice bulls. Their altars also are like stone heaps on furrows in the field. Jacob fled to the land of Aram. There Israel served for a wife, and for a wife he guarded sheep. By a prophet the Lord brought Israel up from Egypt, and by a prophet he has been guarded. Ephraim has given bitter provocation, so his Lord will leave his blood guilt on him, and will repay him for his disgraceful deeds. 
Chapter 13. When Ephraim spoke, there was trembling. He was exalted in Israel, but incurred guilt through Baal, and he died. And now they sin more and more, and make for themselves metal images, idols skillfully made of their silver, and all of them the work of craftsmen. It is said of them, those who can offer human sacrifice kiss calves. Therefore they shall be like the morning mist, or like the dew that goes early away, like the chaff that swirls from the threshing floor, or like the smoke from a window. But I am the Lord your God, from the land of Egypt. You know no God but me, and beside me there is no Savior. It was I who knew you in the wilderness, in the land of drought. But when they had grazed, they became full. They were filled, and their heart was lifted up. Therefore they forgot me. So I am to them like a lion. Like a leopard I will lurk beside the way. I will fall upon them like a bear robbed of her cubs. I will tear open their breast, and there I will devour them like a lion, as a wild beast would rip them open. He destroys you, O Israel, for you are against me, against your helper. Where now is your king, to save you in all your cities? Where are your rulers, those whom you said, Give me a king and princes? I gave you a king in my anger, and I took him away in my wrath. The iniquity of Ephraim is bound up, his sin is kept in store. The pangs of childbirth come for him, but he is an unwise son. For at the right time he does not present himself at the opening of the womb. I shall ransom them from the power of Sheol. I shall redeem them from death. O death, where are your plagues? O Sheol, where is your sting? Compassion is hidden from my eyes. Though he may flourish among his brothers, the east wind, the wind of the Lord, shall come, rising from the wilderness, and his fountain shall dry up. His spring shall be parched. It shall strip his treasury of every precious thing. Samaria shall bear her guilt, because she has rebelled against her God. They shall fall by the sword. Their little ones shall be dashed in pieces, and their pregnant women ripped open. Chapter 14 Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Take your words, and return to the Lord. Say to him, Take away all iniquity. Accept what is good and we will pay with bulls the vows of our lips. Assyria shall not save us. We will not ride on horses, and we will say no more, our God, to the work of our hands. In you the orphan finds mercy. I will heal their apostasy. I will love them freely, for my anger has turned from them. I will be like the dew to Israel. He shall blossom like the lily. He shall take root like the trees of Lebanon. His shoots shall spread out. His beauty shall be like the olive, and his fragrance like Lebanon. They shall return and dwell beneath my shadow. They shall flourish like the grain. They shall blossom like the vine. Their fame shall be like the wine of Lebanon. O Ephraim, what have I to do with idols? It is I who answer and look after you. I am like the evergreen cypress. From me comes your fruit. Whoever is wise, let him understand these things. Whoever is discerning, let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right and the upright walk in them, but transgressors stumble in them. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.